Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Yes, good evening and welcome to the Big Red Bench on this wonderful Saturday evening of sport. What a victory for Ireland at the Aviva Stadium over the All Blacks. A historic win for Ireland. 29 points to 20. We will cross live to the Aviva Stadium for the latest and all the reaction very, very shortly. The legendary Moss Finn will be joining us as well to give us his expert analysis on Ireland's victory at the Aviva over the All Blacks and plenty of reaction to come on that between now and seven. We also have women's rugby coming up. We'll hear from Fiona Hayes after the Irish women's team's win over the USA last night. We're going to hear from the new Cork ladies football boss Shane Ronane as well later on in the show. And we'll hear from the Ireland football manager Stephen Kenny after their nil-nil draw with Portugal on Thursday night ahead of the game in Luxembourg tomorrow. All to come between now and seven. Yeah, it is the Big Red Bench here on Cork's Red FM. It's Colm O'Sullivan with you until 7 o'clock. I've just about uh, relaxed and calmed down after after the rugby match there. I was getting very excited watching it out of the office there on telly. Um, uh, what a game. What a game. It really, really was. And what a performance from Ireland. It was absolutely fantastic and a wonderful win over the All Blacks. Absolutely magnificent is the only way to describe it. Um, uh, I could use every superlative under the sun to describe that Irish performance I think and uh, give them all the credit they deserve and we'll do a bit of that with Moss Finn in just a few minutes because Moss uh, legendary former Irish international is going to be joining us very very shortly um, and uh, we were going to have a good chat about that game and I know Moss uh, I was just chatting to him off air a little while ago he's very excited uh, he's very excited so we needed to calm down a little bit now and then we'll chat to him in a few minutes and uh, uh, get his expert analysis and reaction to that wonderful win for Ireland at the Aviva Stadium uh, this evening. We'll have uh, lots of reaction to that to come. Um, also, as I said, we're going to have some women's rugby. We'll hear from Fiona Hayes later on in the show. We're going to hear from the new Cork Lady football manager uh, Shane Renane as well on the show this evening. We are going to hear from Stephen Kenny. I was up at the Aviva Stadium um, myself on Thursday night and a great performance from the Irish team against Portugal. A nil all draw but a game we should have won and uh, it's not how often you come out of a game against a world class team with Ronaldo in it like Portugal and say, uh, we're not happy with the draw, lads. Uh, but it was a great performance. And we'll hear from Ireland manager Stephen Kenny later on in the show as well. So all that and plenty more to come here on the Big Red Bench between now and 7 o'clock. But there is only one place to start and that is going live to the Aviva Stadium for a full-time report from Ashling O'Reilly. Full-time here at the Aviva Stadium. Ireland 29, New Zealand 20. It was the All Blacks who led by five at the break. James Lowe dived over the line after a fantastic wide pass from Hugo Keenan to get the game. It was Cody Taylor who found space and sprinted to the line to get the All Blacks on the scoreboard with Jordy Barrett's place kicking right on point all day long. Ireland kicked off the second half brilliantly with some lovely work when Roland Kelleher jumped over the line to get Ireland's second try of the day. Caelan Doris then split the New Zealand defence and dived over to score. Sexton made no mistake and Ireland led 17-10. It was 54 minutes gone with Johnny Sexton slotted over a penalty on the 22 to extend the lead by 10. New Zealand seemed to be But Ireland held on. Full-time score. Ireland 29, the All Blacks 20. Ashling O'Reilly there for us at the Aviva Stadium. Thank you, Ashling. A great, great, wonderful win for Ireland over New Zealand, the All Blacks at the Aviva Stadium this afternoon. And uh, plenty of reaction to that to come across the show this evening. And right now we're going to be joined. Uh, we're going to be joined by a man who um, played against the All Blacks himself and defeated the All Blacks himself. Not for Ireland, but for Munster. Well, he didn't do it single-handedly. He was part of. Uh, he was a member of the Munster team that beat the All Blacks at Thoban Park back in. 1978 uh, legendary uh, Moss Finn is joining us now and Moss is very very excited as we all are after that game uh, Moss thanks for joining us thank you very much thanks for having me no worries and Moss um, as we were saying off air we're both in good form and I'd say you're on cloud nine after watching that are you? absolutely um, a fantastic victory you know and just before the off an old compatriot of mine from the Munster team Greg Barrett met Bill Osborne 
who played on the uh, on the New Zealand team that was beaten in 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 um, Tomal Park in 1978. And Greg, as you know, actually mm. marked big up Bill Osborne in that match. So the uh, our group, our WhatsApp group of that <laughs> team, we've been WhatsApping all the time ever since that we beat them again today. You know, so it's been a great day. And I thought it was unbelievable. There was a headline on the Examiner this morning. I don't know whether you saw it or not, but. It said that the back row battle would be crucial, but it could be Doris's day. It was a fantastic, a fantastic um, foresight when you think of it. You know, I mean, it really it was, was the yeah. start of the occasion it, uh, in a wonderful occasion. A wonderful occasion. As, as you mentioned, Caelan Doris. I mean, he got man of the match there um, from RT at the end of the game, and he was fantastic, wasn't he? Fantastic, and I, I'm delighted for him because he had a, a good few HIAs there last year, and even. His future in rugby was very much in doubt. He would have been a starring player in the Lions if he had been fit, but he he, he was ruled out because of a successive concussion. So I'm delighted for him to come back and play like that against what would definitely be the best back row in the world. I mean, Blackadder there and Savia, they're, 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 they're very, very good players. And he really showed. And he he has a little bit more than the donkey work. He, he has that little bit of a step as well. He has flair, he's got great hands, he's got good line-outs. He's big, he's strong, you could play him in any position. And I'm delighted for him, it was a great comeback for him. And great news for Ireland that we have a world-class player like that available in the back row again. It is, and I mean, it's hard to single out players today. If you look through the team, Moss, I think it was a great team performance overall, wasn't it? And I think uh, every player involved today, uh, both the players who started and all the players involved throughout the game, uh, they all made a fantastic contribution, I think, didn't they? They, they did. You're absolutely right there, and you have to. You have to have 15 players playing very well against New Zealand, with phenomenal intensity. And Ireland should have scored a lot of times in the first half and all because of their intensity. And Donald Lenehan pointed it out a good few times during the commentary that if you take your foot off their throat for a second, they will punish you. And it happened. We gave them away a stupid seven points. And, I mean, for us to go in at halftime and be 10-5 down was an absolute travesty. And I think in times past, Irish teams may have died with that sort of a result at half time and wouldn't have believed in themselves enough for the second half but lo and behold they upped the intensity for the second half they were even better in the second half and thoroughly deserved it from 1 to 15 sterling performances it really was um, you mentioned the half time score Moss I mean it probably wasn't reflective of Ireland's first half performance it really really wasn't um, but New Zealand got back into it they had the lead at half time were you worried at half time that Ireland might crumble that, that they mightn't come out raring to go in the second half I was. You, you always worry about New Zealand. But the, like the stats at halftime were frightening. Right? The, the scoreline, which is the most important one, was, was negative, which was dreadful. But the, the territory count was 70% to us, 30 to New Zealand. The tackle count was 165 tackles New Zealand had to make. We had to make 35. I mean, the stats were for us, but New Zealand, don't, don't, New Zealand can survive off scraps. They can survive off 30% position. So, yes, I was worried at halftime. But when I saw the intensity, we got two early tries through sheer power and grit. I relaxed a little bit more. But then, like in every game, whether it is golf or rugby or, 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 or Gaelic football or soccer, you need a little rub of the green. And they had that forward pass, which was disallowed. If they had scored there, well... Yeah we may well have been beaten but we had a rub of the green as well but deserved it because our intensity was fantastic yeah you're looking at the we were watching a few replays of the forward pass here Moss and uh, I think it definitely was a forward pass I mean but I mean there was that nervy moment where you're kind of worried that if that had been given if that had stood as a score um, you, you probably have fancied New Zealand then wouldn't you? Oh you would absolutely because it's from strength to strength they'd go then you know but, and it was particularly worrying because they showed various angles um of the pass and it looked fine with most of them but yeah. there was just one angle near the end and it, it, it was definitely forward so you know in times past that may have gone against us but fortuitously no that's the, that's the upside of going to the video isn't it? it it's important you know and they give out about VR and soccer and all yeah. that like, but just to take your time with major decisions and matches I thought the referee was excellent not just because we won but even at the end there when there was a little perhaps a little bit of time wasting by Ireland he moved us on you know the you know, the, the, the officialdom and the hassle there in the Lions tests over the summer made rugby look bad. But this was a win for rugby football. I mean, New Zealand are great ambassadors, not only for their country, but for rugby across the board. I mean, they'll, they were beaten today, but they'll put their hand up and accept their defeat. Like South Africa were beaten by the Lions in the first test and they started whinging and Erasmus gave a rant on social media. <laughs> New Zealand aren't like that. They're, they're the barometer for the level of what we should be aspiring to. I think the All Blacks are a bit classier than that, aren't they? 
Unquestionably. And they play great rugby. I mean, they can beat you up like the South Africans can, but they can play it fancifully and wide as well. And when they're beaten on a day, they accept it. I think it was a great a great occasion, as you kind of alluded to there, Moss, for the sport of rugby today. And that rivalry between... It's, it's turning into a real rivalry between Ireland and the All Blacks, isn't it? It is. Um, it, it, it would be nice, though, if we could do it maybe at a time when it would really count. And I'm not... I'm, yeah. I, to beat New Zealand any time is absolutely fantastic. And it is a World Cup final virtually to us to beat them. It's fantastic. But if we could do it maybe on a big occasion like England did it there in the last World Cup, that would be the real icing on the cake. And a word for James Lowe as well, his try in the first half, obviously getting Ireland up and running, Moss, um, and New Zealand, the country of his birth. So it was, a, I suppose, both a special and a strange moment for him to, to score a try against New Zealand today. It must be bittersweet. He celebrated joyously. But um, it's, a, it's, it's a strange thing, isn't it? But it's, it's the modern world and the way it is. His residence is in Ireland. He's... He's naturalised over the, the right amount of years, three years, and he's he's been a fantastic servant for Leinster for the last five or six years. And I'm delighted for him in one sense because he is a fan, he's a very good player. He's probably the best finisher in the Northern Hemisphere. For, I mean, he can score from 50 yards, he can score from four yards, he, he can duck and weave, but he had this um, bit of weakness in defence and he was criticised overly so last year for that and virtually vilified over it. And... So it was. I was great not only for the try he scored today, but he pulled off one try-saving tackle when the when yeah. the match was in the balance, and I was very glad for him there. And as you say, it's bittersweet him him beating his his home country, but such is the way of the world now. Well, we're certainly glad to have him today, absolutely. And Joey Carberry as well coming into the game, and great kicking from him in in the second half, Moss. We had three pressure kicks. I mean, some people say that the kick straight in front of the post is possibly the hardest one. Um, he kicked a great one from the halfway line, which was vital because there were six points in it. With that kick, it put them outside seven, and that meant New Zealand had to score three times, which wasn't going to happen in that length of time. So he he did very well. I mean, he and he's a he's a he's a great player. I just I just hope he can come through because Sexton can't go on forever. Yeah. But he needs what he needs now is a run of seven or eight games uninjured at a high level to bring him back to you know you have to play regular rugby at test level to really be able to perform at test level come World Cup. Let's hope he gets the break because because Sexton will be too old for the next World Cup. Yeah, and I mean, we're looking at the Irish team today, we're saying they were phenomenal all, all 1-15 to 15 and the players who came on and got involved as well. Um, we saw a big win last week as well. Moss obviously gets much, much lesser opposition against Japan, the, the 60 points to 5 win. Uh, and overall, looking at today on top of that and the way momentum is building, this Irish team is really clicking now and things are coming together very nicely, aren't they? I couldn't agree more, and uh, Don Lennon alluded to there in the commentary, and he's right. We brought on subs today who were just as good as the fellas we took off. Mm. We're developing strength and depth, and if you want to go in, and that's where we have failed in the past. We have, we have gone into World Cups, done well in the first couple of matches, and stuttered towards the end because of injuries. We haven't had the, the flow of players coming in. But no, we have the flow of players coming in. I mean, Rob Henshaw wasn't on that team today. The, the lion, he started the three tests with the Lions in, in, in the spring. Like, he, it'll take a lot for Bundyaki and Gary Ringrose, who was probably second to Doris in terms of Man of the Match mm. um, performance. Like, he, he left a fight to get back in. Peter Romani came on there and had three great snackles near the end where he slowed down the New Zealand ball and drove them mad. I mean, he, he, he can come in. Van der Fleur had a blind with the fellow he replaced. I mean, Conor Murray was a sub. So we're developing strength and depth, Colin, which is very positive for the future of Irish rugby. It certainly is. You mentioned Peter Romani and just, just watching him on the screen a while ago um, in the last kind of 10 or 15 minutes of the match, every little incident um, he, he, he was getting, he was, like, he, was, he was celebrating it like a victory, every little thing that happened. Uh, so it shows how much it means to him and to the team, but you could, you could visibly see it in his reactions, couldn't you? Oh, unquestionably, he wears his heart on his sleeve. You could even see him in the national anthem, even though he was only a sub. But, yeah. you know, he, he sang every word from the heart. But he's, he's, he's a master of what, what one would call the dark arts. Like he, he's continually snaffling balls, slowing ball down. New Zealand were looking for quick ball there in the last 15 minutes. And he stuck, he glued onto two or three of them, won two penalties. And I mean, to, to, be, to go down and, and beat those guys on the ground, like in, in, in the darker regions of the games, that takes an awful lot of pluck and guts. And he has it in spades. 
He certainly does. Um, Moss, it was great to see the crowd there today. I mean, if this game was six months ago, you wouldn't have had the crowd there today. 50,000 people. Um, I was up at the, the football game, the Portugal game during the week yeah. uh, myself, and it was the same. 50,000 people there. Great atmosphere, wonderful atmosphere today. It's wonderful to see the crowds back at, at the sporting events, isn't it? And I mean, had the full house there today, it was, it was a proper occasion, and that really added to it as well. It did. It, 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 unbelievably so. And I mean, every every 51,000 of those people who were there today are probably still in the stadium. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it made it. Like, and, you know, they're also the 16th man. In, 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 they're also the best subs you have as well because there was periods there where we were under pressure, but the crowd lifted them. Do you know what I mean? They yeah. really got behind them. I mean, the, the cheering for the tries, the cheering for the kicks, the cheering, and, and the... The behaviour of the crowd is, mm. is, is very important as well, I think. And they, they were silent for the kicks. And I oh, know no, the, the crowds make occasions. I mean, playing in front of empty stadiums is, is, not, is not where soccer or rugby is at. It was a fantastic occasion and a very fulfilling occasion for anyone who had the opportunity to get a ticket. Uh, historic and a great occasion, Moss. Um, just finally, I suppose, looking forward now, I mean, uh, the only way is up now, I suppose, and, and you'd be quite confident looking ahead to the future, wouldn't you? You would, and like we, we have strength and depth, and you know, um, I, 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 as long as we can carry it forward to a major tournament. At the tail end of the Six Nations last year, we showed a little bit of flair mm. and, and a bit of positivity, a bit of positivity. So let's get a little bit of silverware on the table now. That'll be the next step, and to beat these people in World Cups, you know. But everything is good in Irish rugby at the moment, and it's always a great day if you can beat the All Blacks. Let's hope that they hammer France next week and make us look even better. <laughs> make us look way better, absolutely. <laughs> uh, long may it continue. Good times for Irish rugby. Moss Finn, uh, thanks a million, Moss, for joining us on this wonderful evening. Very good, Colm. The great Moss Finn joining us on the big red bench. A man, oh, who was, we said, who knows all about beating the All Blacks and beating New Zealand himself. Um, did it with Munster back in 1978 in Thoban Park. And uh, Ireland did it in style today, beating the All Blacks 29-20 at the Aviva Stadium. Only the third time in history. Um, and it's all been pretty recent history that Ireland have beaten the All Blacks so a uh, fantastic win and uh, hopefully we might bring you some more reaction to that match as and when we get it between now and 7 o'clock if we get some more reaction down from the Aviva Stadium uh, the press conference is ongoing there at the moment the post-match press conference if we get some audio from that we will certainly bring it to you between now and 7 o'clock so more hopefully to come on Ireland's wonderful win over the All Blacks today at the Aviva Stadium now we're going to turn our attentions staying with rugby to women's rugby and last night, the Irish rugby women's team had a dogged win. It was 20 points to 10 over the USA. And it's been a controversial week in the world of Irish women's rugby. Uh, there's been a lot of off-the-field stuff going on, but it was nice to uh, to finish the week with a win on the field last night against the USA. And Valerie has been chatting to former Irish rugby international Fiona Hayes about last night's win and uh, some of the other stuff going on at the moment too. Joining me on the Big Red Bench is Fiona Hayes. Fiona, I mean, the last time we were on, it was quite negative, but let's start with a positive. And after probably the biggest controversial week in women's rugby, Ireland dug deep last night and got a win against the USA, which was which was great. Yeah, well, it was. I think we saw a lot of character and heart after the week the girls had. You know, there was a lot of pressure on them to whether to come out and and back Kleena Maloney openly um, for her comments towards Anthony Eddie. And I thought in the camp there was a lot of pressure and a lot of um, you know when you're when you're in match week week mode, sorry match mode for the week that can interfere in your head. And I just thought they really bond together, and we definitely saw a performance defensively. I thought they were excellent at times. Um, I did like Kira's comments after the match, Kira Griffin. She said she was the proudest person in Ireland and that actions speak louder than words. And to be fair, I think we all seen that. Yeah, and that's Kira Griffin down to T. You know, I, I saw on, you know, the old Twitter, people are always going on and off and questioning whether, you know, she should come out and say something. But actions speak louder than words with Kira Griffin and she does all her talking on the pitch she'll talk to her girls in their dressing room she'll speak to them you know and get them motivated um, just because she's not a public person and likes to be out there saying things is very different and I think she showed us exactly what she's made of in that performance and that performance for the team especially last night before we get into the match side of things, um, you did mention Cleena Maloney and her comments, I suppose. And it probably, you know, that's how she felt. And she said it. And I think to see the support 24 hours later online from the teammates, that took a lot of guts to do, Fiona, because, 
you know, it's not easy to stand up against the director of women's rugby like. No, and that's it. And, you know, like she, this has obviously been brewing for a couple of, for a, li- a little while anyway. I, w- I would imagine since the last World Cup in Ireland there, that there's kind of been issues under underneath things. And um, for Kleena to kind of publicly say that, people can agree with it, disagree. And I know a lot of people think you should keep stuff in-house. But I suppose she just felt like she needed to say something. She felt like the players were being blamed for, for not qualifying for the World Cup. And lot of pressure then on especially the sevens players in the squad Val because they would deal with Anthony Eddie a lot more than the 15s so they would be dealing him with him a week day in day out every week seeing him so I, I, I did feel sorry the day before Amy Lee Murphy Crow I think was interviewed as well and asked about that and you know she's trying to she obviously backs Kleena she spoke very well she said she, said she backs backs cleaner but you know yourself Val you can't be speaking yeah. ill of the boss when you're getting when you're getting paid you, you still have to remember what's going on there too yeah and I you did point that out because I think there was another girl as well that did speak and I think it was just awkward timing I think you know and I don't know had they much time to prepare themselves sir, for the questions that were going to come because then 24 hours later you had other players publicly putting it up there that they were supporting so that must would that have caused a bit of friction maybe amongst the camp this week as well a bit of a divide no, and the media spoke about it. Avoid. I don't think. I think Kleena came. That came out of Kleena, and they'd never discussed that. It came out of nowhere. They probably met as players. Um, some might have felt that maybe let's concentrate on the game this week, and we can look at it after we finish playing. I would imagine the senior players were that focused. But then I suppose when it came down to the nitty gritty, do you back Kleena? They back her hundred percent in the dressing room on the pitch. And that's what you wanted to see. They probably felt a little pressure to come out and say it. And once one or two, maybe they, they would have discussed together and everyone together would have decided as a squad, let's get out there and let's back her. But we've also got to concentrate on this massive game against the USA. Yeah, and even last night, the support that they had, like linking hands, heading in and out of the dressing room, I think that was a big statement as well, Fiona, which is, it kind of gave me goosebumps seeing things like this. I'm such a softie when it comes to these things. I'm like, this means a lot. Do you know, I nearly tear up when I see something like this. <laughs> I know, um, I'd be a softie as well, but I, now that you talk about being soft, I was listening to Fiona Cocklin on the comms and she wasn't impressed about Lindsay Peach maybe playing her last game. And she's not into sentiment at all. She's, she was like, the youth should be in there. If Lindsay's good, she should be gone. So I think we're the opposite of that. Yeah, I was the same. You felt that, but but that's that's kind of stemming from, I suppose, articles being released about their unity. You know, obviously, Anthony Eddie and everything else was discussed, but to question are they in it together is is massive for a squad because if you're not with your squad be it off the pitch on the pitch you're in big trouble as a team so I think they showed everyone we're together and this is what we're doing we're ready and if and if we lose if we draw whatever happens here we are united together and I think we saw that really well before the game yeah, you did mention Lindsay Pete. I mean, 41 years of age and she's still at it. And I know that people are saying, will she be back? Will she be back in the jersey again? But like, what a career she's had, 38 caps for her country. Yeah, Lindsay, she's, yeah, she's some woman, the age of her, and she's bigger muscles than anyone. She's she's well able. Um, Lindsay's a great character. Um, uh, as far as I know, I think this is her last game. I think she has um, talked about it before. Um, she's a family, you know, she's 41 years of age. As much as you'd like to hang around forever, I, I think it's fitting that she gets to go out in a high of a win. We wouldn't have seen all those hugs on the sideline and all that if there if there wasn't probably a retirement. If, if there isn't, I think <laughs> it was a bit crazy to be doing that. But no, I, I think she'll, she'll take a couple of days and release something. Um, I what a player um, penalty count could have been crazy over times but you can't question the aggression the want the character she brings on the pitch and you know every team needs someone like that yeah she was nearly heading towards Tom Brady age there of uh, <laughs> one stage Fiona but it's great to see her and I hope that um, she enjoys her retirement now as well but let's talk about the game for a bit what impressed you most last night about the squad Fiona taking everything aside the controversy all the things that was happening this week what on the pitch impressed you? Yeah okay so for me you have I've, every time I've chatted with Javel I've been giving out about the set piece it's, it's yeah. a massive thing for me if you can't nail that and the amount of time I know they spend on that up in camp, it's 
they're, they're, like it's not good for a team, you know, overall in a game if, if you're if you're getting like fifty percent or sixty percent lineup ball, the same as scrum ball. So they absolutely, I thought, were on top in the set piece. There was nothing elaborate. Um, I think Sam Monaghan into the second row and obviously we saw Leah Lyons into prop um, they just brought weight to the scrum and that's something I think Ireland has lacked and technically at times Ireland could have been a bit better in my view but in the scrum dominance was was number one and Leah Lyons heart she drove they ended up driving that American scrum back and over the years America is not known for a bad scrum you know what I mean they they they, they have good scrum coaches they're a very tight unit when it comes to that and I thought line out was excellent as well on the night Nicola Friday controlled that brilliantly and of course, there's a lot of talk about Bavian this morning that, you know, I mean, that she can make anything out of, or she can do anything out of any play, you know, which is great. And you can even hear it last night. I wasn't there, but I could, well, I was sitting from my couch, but you can hear any time that she did get the ball. There was an amazing response. People are really seeing something in her. Yeah, you know, and it was great. I think someone had a video up and there's like 12 or 13 kids all in the line waiting to get a selfie with her. So, you know, it's not very often you talk about people having an X factor and she definitely has the X factor. She's gassed. She's defensively excellent as well. I think she reads the game for such a young age. She reads the game really, really well. And any bit of space at all. I mean, you can see you, the crowd, everyone's standing on their feet. There's just yeah. excitement when you when you, when she gets the ball in her hands and she just gets going. But it's not even the speed alone. You have to watch her feet. She can dance around defenders. She turned in that try, that amazing try. You know, you must say Stacey's kick cross field was absolutely spot on. But Be- Bevan was absolutely, she turned defenders inside out and just dotted down. It just looked so easy to her. And that's, that's X factor in my eyes. Yeah, no, it is. And to be fair, it was a nice team performance and a dogged performance as well, I think, Fiona. But what can they maybe work on for next week? What do you think? There's Obviously, there was some flaws to the game. Oh, geez, yeah. I, I'm big on the penalties and the penalty count was absolutely through the roof. The discipline, you know, they were fired up defensively. They put a shift in. There was hits going in there. They were playing for one another and that was that was brilliant to see. But they're definitely going to go back and look at the discipline. I think there was over 20 penalties. You'd want to be keeping your penalties in single figures, maybe up around eight, nine, ten max is, is good. And they were double that. So it's definitely something they, they'd want to look at and um, you know, they'd fire in their belly and we saw that, you you know, and, and that's great to see. But if they can get that discipline under control, you stop teams from getting up the pitch. And, and I think they'll look at that and look at the breakdown in particular. There was a lot of penalties for not, for not rolling away, which value get away with in games as long as someone doesn't go in for the poach. But what was happening was the players were jumping in for the poach. They weren't reading each other. So obviously first first penalty is player not rolling away so if they could tighten up that area I think I think next week with that heart discipline against the Japanese team um, I think we'll see a show I think it'll be really good I think there'll be a lot of tries scored Amazing it sounds very exciting and I mean like I think it'll be a lot of confidence now as well especially after last night you know they were ranked 8 beating 6 the confidence will be high going in and rightly so yeah, confidence. But I also think Val, he will make changes. You know, this is going to be his last day. Um, probably we won't see Lindsay as we, we spoke already. Um, I would imagine, could be wrong, we, we'll get to see Chloe Pierce in a green jersey for the first time. She had a, an absolute rock in Interpros. She was brilliant. But I, I, I have to I have to talk to you about Maeve O'Leary. How yeah. good was she when she came on? I mean, how exciting is that for Greg McWilliams being up in the stand and seeing these young, young players going onto the pitch with absolute absolutely like no fear she was everywhere I think she held the ball up her Laura she and another one knocked the ball on the line out of the USA hands although there might be controversy that the ball might have touched down on the line but we just saw character and the young ones really put their hands up and said okay Claire Malloy's gone I'm going to take that jersey and that was really really good to see it was exciting yeah, it was. We're looking forward to next week's game and something we're also looking forward to is um, yourself. The day has finally come. We're less than a few hours away to you yourself is, is stepping in the octagon. Am I right? You are correct. Well, 20 weeks of training every morning at 6am bar weekends. Um, so I, I've been doing Wimp to Warrior and I will have a three round, three minute MMA fight in the cage on Sunday. So yeah. Is it nine minutes in total? So three rounds of three. 
Well, I could. She could be tapping out after one minute. You'll never know. Or I could be tapping. So it could be 30 seconds. <laughs> Who knows? But yes, that's that's the, it's three rounds of three minutes. That's what we've been training towards, trying to get the fitness up to keep going. Because it might sound easy, but oh my God, after about a minute and a half of going flat out, you're like, oh, if I was if I was playing rugby, I'd be looking over to the sideline doing the sub me out kind of signal for them. But look, I give it a blast. I'm nearly 40 years of age. So this is a new challenge for me. And I'm, I'm excited for it, but a bit. That is Fiona Hayes, former Irish Rugby International. Uh, Fiona Hayes chatting to Valerie there, the Irish women's team, uh, getting a good victory last night as well over the USA, 20 points to 10, the final score in that game. And of course, as we mentioned earlier, um, spoke in detail about earlier, uh, that big, big victory today for the Irish men's team in the rugby. Ireland, 29, New Zealand, 20. Ireland beating the All Blacks for the third time in their history. An absolutely magnificent victory for Ireland over the All Blacks today. We, we will hopefully uh, have some more reaction to that before 7 o'clock. If not, I'm sure Rory will have reaction um, on the show tomorrow evening as well. But still to come here on the show, we're going to hear from um, uh, lots of reaction actually to the um, the ladies football last night. Um, and we're going to start that right now because it was the Cork ladies football um, final last night, the county final. And Moran Abbey regained their Cork senior title with victory over Era Oak in that game last night it finished Moran Abbey 1-11 Era Oak 1-6 Jer McCarthy was at the game for us and uh, he has loads of reaction for us we're going to hear from quite a few of the people involved uh, we'll hear from uh, Kira and Darren O'Sullivan in just a bit we'll hear from Laura Fitzgerald uh, we'll hear from the Era Oak camp as well but right now we're going to hear from Moran Abbey manager Shane Ronane chatting to Jer and uh, Shane of course is uh, the Moran Abbey manager and he is also now the new manager of the Cork Senior Ladies Football Team and here he is chatting to Jer after that game last night. First of all, congratulations, Shane Rain. Fantastic result for Moran Abbey, but you wanted to pass on condolences. Yeah, um, Jer, um, the Waterford goalie who I had last year, Paddy Hunt, uh, his father, Pat, died, died suddenly this morning, and um, I just wanted like, to pass on my condolences to Paddy and the rest of the family. Um, uh, Pat was a huge member of Waterford GA, chairman of Clannay GA, and the Rakama Club, the Clannay GA Club, and uh, Waterford GA are, are mourning tonight. Uh, he was a lovely man. I met him on many occasions, and you know, my heart goes out to him. And, uh, you know, we won a football match tonight, but uh, they lost their father today so, and their husband. So, uh, I, I, you know, I just want to pass on my condolences to the Hunt family. It's very decent of you considering the occasion and everything, but let's just talk football for a second. Congratulations on winning another county. Serious test tonight, though, from Arrow. Yeah, look, um, nothing nothing that we weren't expecting. Um, you know, we beat them easily last year in a kind of a freak result. Um, and I, I knew watching them this year that they had set up a different system. Uh, they were going to be very hard to break down. They wanted to play on the break. And, you know, I think uh, they really put it up to us. You know, I think I thought we controlled the game for long periods, all right, but we weren't taking right up in the front. We had ten wides. We probably should have scored a few. We should could have got two goals there near the end. I felt we were in control, like, but still, when you weren't pulling away, there was always a danger to get in for a goal. Like when Laura Callan has been coming on, she's been very, very dangerous, and she showed it there again. She nearly got a goal. So look, we're delighted to get the win because winning the county in Cork has never been easy. Um, you know, we were always expected to win it and things like that, and but it's very, very hard to get over the line. And we were very disappointed last year. And look, we had a lot of players today probably playing and, and they were on, you know, they were only up to 50%. Like, I, I don't know how Kira kept going out there in fairness or like, you know, she's she's an absolute warrior. They're in the same, you know. So, look, we'll have to recharge the batteries now and go again. We're, I think we're out next week in Munster. So, but look, we'll enjoy this because... Um, you know, we don't know how long more it's going to keep going for Jar. Um, this is our seventh county in eight years. I think that's an unbelievable achievement. Uh, brilliant dominance for the, for, for, for Moran Abbey from coming from nowhere, not even having won one before. So look, we're delighted. Unbelievable far as I like it. I just I thought Mara Callan out there was probably one of the you know one of the best displays I've ever seen. You know, she was outstanding. And look, every one of them subs came on. They made a difference. Um, you know, even when Ash Sol went off, we battened down the hatches. We we didn't concede too much. Like and look, they got two scores in place, and we'd be very happy with that. But I think we need to cut out our fold and things like that. Look, there's more things to work on, Joe, but we're very, very happy with the win. Congratulations, man. Well done. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. That is Moran Abbey manager Shane Ronane after their victory in the Cork Lady Football um, Senior Football Championship County Final last night. Uh, good victory for them over Era Og. We will hear in a few minutes from the Era Og camp. Lots more reaction from that game uh, from Jer chatting to some of the Moran Abbey camp as well. Um, that's all to come on the Big Red Bench between now and 7pm. And also to come, we will hear from the Ireland camp. Uh, Stephen Kenny would hear his reaction to what was an excellent 
excellent performance by his team against Portugal um, Ronaldo's Portugal in the Aviva Stadium on Thursday night and also looking ahead to Ireland's final World Cup qualifier against Luxembourg tomorrow evening over in Luxembourg as well so all that to come plenty GAA and Stephen Kenny between now and 7pm here on the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie Cork's Red FM yeah, welcome back to the show. It's Colm O'Sullivan with you until 7 o'clock here on the Big Red Bench on a wonderful Saturday of sports, a wonderful Saturday of rugby in particular as we were reflecting on a magnificent victory for Ireland in the rugby at the Aviva and the Autumn Nation Series today. Uh, full-time scorer there, Ireland 29, New Zealand 20 and a great atmosphere a great performance by every single player for Ireland today really really was a great great victory and uh, one that will be remembered for many years I'm sure the third time in history that Ireland have beaten the All Blacks and done it in style today at the Aviva Stadium so we're all thrilled about that if we do as I said a reaction a further reaction to that before 7 o'clock we will bring that to you but right now we're going to continue our uh, reflection and reaction on the ladies football county final last night uh, Jer McCarthy was at the game for us it was Bourne Abbey victorious over Era Oag the final score 111 to Era Oag's 1-6 and we heard just before the break from Bourne Abbey manager Shane Renane who will be now going on to be uh, the Cork Senior Ladies Football Manager um, and uh, he was obviously thrilled with the victory last night a man who wasn't as happy was Donald Cronin of Era Oag and uh, it's never easy to speak after a loss and especially a county final but uh, Donald was chatting to Jer after the game last night um, okay, Donald uh, Cronin. Disappointment, obviously, for Aero. Losing a county final is not a nice feeling. But the overall picture with this with this panel of players and the future for this panel of players is very bright. Absolutely. Um, I suppose we are bitterly disappointed. And and I know people who might say they won't believe what I'm going to say next. We actually did believe we were going to win that game tonight. Um, and you know we did. I, I, I don't think we played as well as we can play, yeah. and um, but the future is very, very bright, and they, they'll come back very strong. They're a very, very resilient bunch, and um, they're, they're 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 good characters inside there. And um, here they'll they'll be there'll be tears and they'll be um, you know regrets, but I think that'll make them stronger and 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 they'll come again. What you put that down to is it just an experience of playing at a county final at this level for a lot of them because you were only a couple of three or two or three four points behind it, certain most throughout most of that match. I'd say definitely. I'd say the the occasion would certainly have had a, an, an impact on that. And you know, I suppose you probably play a little bit. I think within yourself, and you know, there's probably a little bit of you know you, you don't give your. We just didn't go for it as as much maybe as we as we know we can right and as they know they can but equally you'd have to give credit to Moran Abbey as well they're they're a very very good team they're a seasoned outfit um, they knew how to win that match and 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 and, and they did like and we have to learn from that like and but that's the key thing Donald your players will watch that and will learn from that they'll see what Moran Abbey did because this is what Moran Abbey did all those years ago they learned how to win and you've got pace in your team you've got experience in your team and you've got a very very solid underage structure this is a club on the up. 100% you're correct <laughs> we're on the up and, and like you know I'd expect I'd expect our rogue to be challenging um, you know for years and years to come like you know we're, we're well set up as a club um, very good underage structure very good coaches around the place a lot of players and there's a lot of quality as well yeah because I can see the disappointment I mean a lot of people on the outside who don't know much about Aero wouldn't have given you a chance tonight but throughout this championship what you've been is consistent and you've beaten some very good teams to get here and very few teams can go toe to toe with Moran Abbey but you did that tonight yeah um, yeah we did um we did, but it wasn't just enough tonight, um, you know. And I, I, I do mean it when I said we we did expect to win the game tonight, and we're bitterly disappointed. And you know, it's not a hollow victory or anything like that to have run more and I'd be close. Um, we came here to win. Um, we're disappointed, but as I said, they're resilient. They will come back. We'll have, we'll have better days. 
Donald Cronin of Era Og there speaking to Jeremy McCarthy uh, as he said about five times at the end there very disappointed uh, with their loss last night in the county final uh, the ladies football county final against Moran Abbey we're going to hear now again uh, plenty more reaction to this to come from uh, Jer speaking to some of the various people involved we're going to hear from the Moran Abbey camp right now and Breed O'Sullivan chatting to Jer. Oh, Breed O'Sullivan, fantastic result for Moran Abbey, really, really good performance and you had to be on it tonight because Aero really did put it up to you. Yeah, definitely, you know, we knew that it wasn't going to be easy and like the scores were tit, tit for tat there for, um, for a long time, like, um, you know, especially in the first half and I think the scoreline reflected that in the end, you know, they threw the kitchen sink at us and like we had to have an answer for everything and thankfully we did tonight but you know, they're definitely a coming team and um, their future is very exciting. The way he set up and the way he defended in the face of their attacks was very impressive tonight something to, uh, something he's obviously been working on and something you'll need in the Monster Championship Yeah, like we have quality backs there like Ibrahimi um, and Mauro Callaghan in, in the centre like they have so much experience and they're quality defenders and then you have young, younger players like Anna Ryan and then you have players with so much experience and so much talent like Catherine Coakley um, you know, so I think massive credit is due to them, they didn't let their aero players have, have an inch, you know, I think in the first half they maybe got one shot um, on goal and that massive credit is due to them for that they're absolutely brilliant tonight you've got some quality forwards as well including yourself and I mean you've had a, it's, been, it's been a long road Seven, like winning 7 out of 8 is not easy in any county but the consistency you keep seem to you seem to bring that consistency and did the experience really come tonight now at the key moments like they got back to 3 points but you didn't panic yeah, you know, I think that that's what it was all about tonight. You know, we said if we were able to keep the head, um, that we would be able to get over the line. And, you know, we knew that there, the match was going to be close tonight. Like, I think that a few people were coming here tonight think that we might have ran away with it, but we knew that that wasn't going to be the case. And, you know, yeah, the experience of the forwards really showed in the end, like, even for younger players there, like Ellie Jack, like, she really stood up when it mattered and she kicked three excellent points there in the second half when we really, really needed them. Really, really needed them. So, massive credit to you to Congratulations and all the best in Munster. Thanks a million. Thanks. That's Breed O'Sullivan of Moran Abbey there chatting to Ger McCarthy after their victory in the Ladies Football County Final last night over Era Og. Now we're going to hear from Moran Abbey's Laura Fitzgerald also chatting to Ger. Laura Fitzgerald, congratulations. A county Thanks. championship. Um, really tough test tonight from Aero. I know you were expecting that, but you must be very pleased with the way you were patient and the way you didn't panic when whenever there was any bit of trouble. Yeah, um, like we like we kind of had a game plan coming into the match. Uh, like we knew that they're like super good at the defending. They were going to pack out the defence. Um, so look, we kind of had worked on controlling the ball and um, just doing the simple things right. Um, like it wasn't a night for fences off definitely because um, they were packing out the defence. But we'd worked on that, and I thought we did. Uh, really well at times yeah like sometimes there was crazy balls going in but um, I know we definitely what we trained with, uh, to do uh, we, I'd say we definitely pulled out the bag yeah What was it like playing in Parky Creeve? Um, yeah special definitely um, I mean like to be fair we used to decent enough grounds over in CIT but to get a night in Parky Creeve is it's pretty unbelievable yeah and geez, to get to get the win um, it, yeah no it's a special one definitely it's, it's up there in the ranks Yeah because it's different like under floodlights and with a bit of a crowd as well and a big crowd in tonight which is great to see yeah. but from your own point of view you settled in quite well you got some good scores you must be happy with your own performance um, yeah I mean it's all down to the players outside like the ball coming in was decent um, I missed probably two shots there at the start but um, it like on the night like tonight it, it was all about cool heads so I mean the next ball that came in I just had to go for it so um, like we've been training really hard so like we we like we were trained to like never panic on the ball or anything so like any ball that was coming in it was all just about composure so hopefully yeah finally looking forward to Munster yeah definitely um, we'll celebrate this probably for a night or two but the heads go down again on Monday and like, there's definitely stuff to work on but um, we'll focus on that on Monday congratulations <laughs> thanks very much Sam. thanks, thanks. Yeah. Plenty work still to be done, as Laura Fitzgerald was saying there to Ger McCarthy. That is Laura Fitzgerald of Moran Abbey chatting to Ger after Moran Abbey's uh, victory in the Ladies Football County final last night. At um, a good victory for Moran Abbey, actually, as we said, with the scoreline of 111 to 16. Now, just to wrap up our um, review of that game, and uh, thanks very much to Ger for his coverage of that game. A fantastic um, roundup of all things uh, from that county final last night. A fantastic coverage from Ger McCarthy here on the Big Red bench of ladies football and of sport in general GAA in general right throughout the season and uh, of course you can catch Jura's Women at Sport podcast online every single week here on redfm.ie so just to wrap that up we're going to hear now from Kira and Diron O'Sullivan chatting to Jura after the game last night 
Now, fantastic night for Moran Abbey. Kira and Darren O'Sullivan, another great night. Fee seven out of eight at the last county finals. It's not easy to do that at any grade. Uh, Kira, first of all, you've come back from a shoulder injury. You were here tonight to play the whole game. You must be absolutely delighted. Yeah, delighted. Um, during the week, I wasn't sure if I would be able to play, but I suppose I was just mindful it wasn't about whether I'd be able to play or not. It'd be about whether we'd get the win. And once we did that, I was happy. Um, playing on the Parky Queef turf must have helped because it was in fantastic shape. Yeah, it was class, to be fair. You couldn't have asked for a better night um, Friday night under lights unbelievable weather not a puff of air so um, yeah you know years ago we'd have only dreamed of playing here so to, to do it and get a win is unbelievable and how is the shoulder you came through okay <laughs> yeah grand uh, ready for road now <laughs> rest up for a week and uh, go again yeah I won't ask what for road is just yet but I hope it's okay <laughs> Darren O'Sullivan congratulations fantastic performance all around performance tonight by the whole team I think you'd agree yeah I think we've uh, matured and learned from um, our years on the road I think uh, we showed great experience and maturity there to see out the win Eroga an excellent team they threw everything at us especially in the first 15 minutes they were definitely on top and we just tried to control the game um, our manager Shane Ronane asked us to control the controllables and I think we did that very well and our experience I think today got us over the line Yeah because this is a young Eroga team but they're coming but you, you matched them physically and you were defensively you kept your shape and you took your chances when they rose Definitely yeah um, I think we were clinical up front a um, few nerves there in the first 15 minutes a few shots went a bit haywire but after that um, we got the shooting boots on and thankfully they went over and as Kira said it is very special um, to be kicking freeze or points or getting those blocks under here in Crow Park under the lights um, so it was very special night for ladies football and for Mornabi club yeah, and no you would have played her a bit but for the players that haven't they settled in they did quite well yeah definitely um, Shane has put a massive um, emphasis this year on um, getting younger players involved our under 16s won the that is uh, Kira and Dirin O'Sullivan. We'll just play the second part of that interview now. Players are still in the minor A championship, um, so we have young players coming through, um, and I think it'd be the end of the road for us if we didn't. So we're really, really, really fortunate that our underage structure is in a strong place. Very good, and Kira. Obviously, there's a quick turnaround to the Munster Championship, but I presume you're going to celebrate this. Yeah, we are. Um, I suppose we know from the heartache of last year. You know what it means to win one, and I think having lost last year makes it all the more special winning this one. So we definitely will celebrate it um, tonight, anyway, and then we'll put the head down um, for what comes next weekend. Yeah, because. A lot of your players have mentioned last year and the fact that motivation wasn't an issue going back with COVID and everything you weren't sure but you've come back and you've done what you said you do. Yeah and um, I suppose you know we knew it was going to be a battle to, to get to the final. We had a, an all-merciful semi-final against Kinsale and um, you know just lucky to get out of that on the night and coming here again you know there's great teams in Cork which I suppose when you go to the inter-county level we're great we're very lucky that there is so many good teams but when you're at club level it makes it harder mm. to win it um, so yeah we'll definitely enjoy it. Well listen everybody in Red FM says Congratulations and enjoy the celebrations. Thanks, Thanks very much. Thank you. Indeed, we do. That is uh, Jer McCarthy there chatting to Kira and Dirin O'Sullivan after Moran Abbey's victory last night in the Ladies Football County Final in Porky Cueve. Uh, now we turn our attentions to football, and uh, it's International Weekend, and it's International Week in Ireland, of course, uh, with that uh, um, really, really good uh, draw against Portugal, nil all draw up in the Aviva Stadium on Thursday night. Uh, plenty of games ongoing uh, again tonight, and Wales are in action later on this evening. Gareth Bale is likely to win his 100th cap for Wales when they take on Belarus this evening. Uh, that has a 7.45 kickoff. Then tomorrow evening, Ireland's back in action. Stephen Kenny's Ireland team in Luxembourg with a 7.45 kickoff in that one as well. The final World Cup qualifier there and also in our group tomorrow night at 7.45, Portugal and Serbia. Then Monday night, uh, Scotland, who qualified for the playoffs last night. Uh, they have a game against Denmark and Northern Ireland are playing Italy at Windsor Park and England will be hoping for a, a goal fest their way to San Marino and England uh, pretty much guaranteed topping the group last night with their 5-0 win over Albania including that hat-trick from Harry Kane last night so a uh, fantastic stuff there from England and um, I mean they, they are topping the group from any kind of win or uh, even if they were to lose to San Marino on Monday night which is, is impossible basically uh, England would most likely still top the group such as their goal difference but it is Ireland we want to talk about and I was at the Aviva Stadium myself 
on a Thursday night um, and what a wonderful atmosphere I mean it really really was Thursday night was a special night at the Aviva the atmosphere was wonderful there's just such a good feeling around Irish football at the moment Stephen Kenny has really created a feel good factor around Irish football the team is playing magnificent football it's playing wonderful uh, really great stuff and uh, the fans are really really behind Stephen Kenny and the whole Stephen Kenny project so um, it's going to be a, hopefully a victory against Luxembourg tomorrow night to round things off but a, a game Ireland should have won and we're going to hear from Stephen Kenny in a second but that goal at the end of the game the other night that was disallowed that was never a foul I don't think anybody thinks that was a foul apart from the referee and Ireland should have won that game the other night and it's very very uh, rare that you'd have an Irish team disappointed with uh, a draw against a world class team like Portugal including the best player in the world Ronaldo last night so we're going to or on Thursday night so we're going to hear now from the Republic of Ireland manager Stephen Kenny um, he says that Ireland were the best team um, on the night certainly in the second half and should have won the game as I was saying Stephen Kenny uh, he's also talking about um, possibly staying on as the manager and getting a new contract here as well second half I felt we had a better team we scored a legitimate goal that was disallowed you know it shouldn't be disallowed there's no reason for it to be disallowed you didn't think it was a foul it's not a foul it's not that I didn't it simply isn't there's no I can't see any reason why it's a foul um, Will Kane stands his ground and the goalkeeper is actually the proactive one so uh, it's a legitimate goal that's cancelled and we're disappointed with that the players it shows you the players have come they're in the dressing room drawn here Portugal previous European champions told the team we've drawn nil all they're disappointed so we've played them twice leading one nil out there in the 88 minute and twice so second half overall I felt we were excellent very very good um, ok we didn't create loads of clear cut chances but and there is room for improvement in our attack and play, we know that. But I think, um, you know, with more shots on target, for example, than they had, and certainly, uh, you know, it was, um, uh, you know, it was, it was a good performance. You certainly built some momentum in recent times. Is it now about going to Luxembourg, avenging that defeat here and finishing strongly? Uh, no avenging. Listen, we're, the evolution team, you can see sort of, um, you know, we've obviously evolved in terms of, the way Ireland you know are playing at the moment like I see the team's an evolution of it a sort of new system and, and style of play and uh, influx of a lot, of a lot of young players coming into the, into the team and I think um, you know, it's nine matches the only match we've lost in nine matches now is the game in, in Faro in, in the 97 minute a contentious one and then we've been denied tonight with a contentious decision right at the death um, so we're going very well. Um, we'd scored 14 goals in the last seven games before today. We didn't score today, but again, there's three clean sheets in a row. And uh, I think um, uh, Gavin's given us great re- reassurance in goal. He's been just, he just embodies just such composure and uh, assuredness. You know, it's, it's very, uh, it really helps the, the, back, the, the back three. Do you feel that you personally are now in a really good position to get this contract extension? Uh, listen, it's not even my focus. I'm building a team here. You know, we went through a period, a difficult period. I think we've shown, um, um, which was COVID inflicted, inflicted as well. To be fair, we'd eight players in one camp unavailable, and a high number in another camp, which was uh, six matches. Do you know what I mean? So I think you can see what we're doing. Um, brilliant uh, effort from all of the staff all of the coaches and the players have been magnificent their attitude is first class and uh, you know the back three tonight yeah, we're all all very very good that is Republic of Ireland manager Stephen Kenny reflecting on Ireland's uh, fantastic draw with Portugal in the Aviva Stadium on Thursday night and looking ahead to tomorrow evening's game against Luxembourg as well. That is it from me for this evening. Rory is here tomorrow evening from 6pm on the Big Red Bench. What a day for Irish rugby beating the All Blacks at the Aviva Stadium. A wonderful victory and I'm sure Rory will have more on that for you tomorrow evening as well. That is me out of time. I'm back with you in the morning on the 10 to two show here on Cork's Red FM. I'll chat to you then. Stand by for Stevie G on the way. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM. Jake shopped up to 40% off with the Amazon Early Black Friday deals. So now he can be Big Cake Jake. And armed with his new seven-speed handheld whisk... 
He's treating his street to a whole new world of sweet. Mm. 